Alexander. Shabbat for three. Bingo! Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. He is hard to believe. Here's Jordan. What's going on guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper, episode 53 of our 24-minute recaps. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on all platforms at YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. Subs- I'm sorry, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. And then to follow us on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and now TikTok. Still, my lazy ass has yet to post anything on it at Dime Dropper Pod. So make sure you follow us on all those platforms. Make sure that you watch how Kobe Bryant's Lakers lost to NBA Finals because I will be coming out with how Kobe Bryant's Lakers went back-to-back very shortly. So make sure you go check out that video. It's around 500 views right now. Posted it like two weeks ago. Check that out. So for tonight's recap, we're going to be talking about three games. The Clippers and the Bucks from earlier this morning. The Lakers and the Warriors briefly as well that just finished off. And the Celtics and the Wizards, two dime dropper teams going at it in Boston. Let's talk about the Clippers and the Bucks. Obviously, two very good teams. Two teams that disappointingly lost in the second round last year when they shouldn't have, according to you know the expectation. Uh, I thought that the beginning of the game, Clippers came out pretty decent. Just couldn't really hit our threes, but we were right there. I liked the energy. I liked the way that uh, Kawhi was working at um, was working it. He was being aggressive, and I thought our defense was decent. I mean, we only allowed fifty three points. Um, in the first half, which is by today NBA, today's NBA standards, not too much. We were only down by five. I thought we were okay. Third quarter, I thought we played really well. I thought Paul George was doing a really good job of getting into the paint and kicking it out. He had a really nice pass to Patrick Beverly in the corner at one point for Pat's only three. He didn't get a very good shooting night from Bev tonight. He was two of eight from the field and one of six from three. Five points, and he had the worst plus minus of all, minus 19. So I think that's the second time in three games we've said that about Bev. So he's got to step it up just a little bit. However, Serge Ibaka in the third quarter was absolutely phenomenal. Pick and pop, we were killing these guys. We were getting open shots, whether they were mid-ranges or three-pointers from the top of the key. Serge was hitting it. He looked great. I thought we were, they were just, the Bucks were just chucking threes. Like they were just, we were, we were so okay with them shooting threes. And, you know, Giannis was running into crowds, and he looked like he was starting to fizzle out towards the end of the third quarter. I I did make a tweet, though, that he was going to come back in the fourth quarter and give one more push. And that's one thing, as I say, whenever we talk about Bucks games, we we haven't talked about them too much on Dime Dropper this season. But when we do talk about Bucks games, we always talk about how hard Giannis plays and how much of a point he seems to want to prove. He actually had some decent post moves today, I'm not going to lie. He had this one nice little spin baseline on Serge Ibaka. That was nice, but overall, you know, to outscore the Bucks 33-24 in the third quarter, go into the fourth quarter with a 71 to I think it was 71-67 lead or 81-81 uh yeah, it was an 81-77 lead, I should say, or 81-78 lead or 77, I'm sorry. Um I thought we were okay. I thought we were doing fine. I thought we were, you know, Kawhi looked pretty good. But then the fourth quarter came around, and you knew Giannis was going to make a push, and he did. We didn't go back to Serge Ibaka, really. We wanted to go to more switch-everything personnel, more lateral personnel. 
But I honestly don't know if it was the right move to take Serge out of the game because our pick and pop was pretty amazing with, with him in the lineup. And you know what happened then. The Bucks went to more switch everything strategies. And in the beginning, it looked like we were just isolating Kawhi on the right side. Everybody get out of the way. And he was getting to work. I mean, turnover, uh, a turnover. I meant turnaround over the left shoulder, cash, two dribbles, just face up. Or no dribble, just face up, 18-footer, cash. It looked like we were, you know, Kawhi was going to get it, get us over the finish line tonight or today. And then the same thing happened that has been happening all season long and dates back to the glorified summer league. How many times did I say it, guys? We have a serious problem closing out games. A serious problem closing out games. And it starts with the stars. Kawhi Leonard. When are you going to close out a game for me? When are you going to close out a game and make me feel comfortable? Same with Paul George. If Kawhi can't do it, why can't you do it one damn time? Giannis, who Kawhi made look the fool in Toronto in 2019, made him look the fool today. Of course, the second Kawhi comes to the Clippers, he looks worse than Giannis. But when he was in Toronto, he made Giannis look like a child. It sometimes makes me wonder if it's us. And not him. But that being said, the, the Kawhi's a freaking professional. You know, every single time teams switch everything on us late in games, we go to stagnant iso ball. We don't move around. You know, for whatever reason, Kawhi was dominating on the right side, and we just didn't go back there ever. He never went back and posted up on that right side. He, he went to the left, and he was a little too... There was a possession where he was too... Uh, too too centric in my opinion, like too far towards the middle, so it was easier for guys to help. And he he had the whole left side of the floor to work with, and he didn't want to turn over that right shoulder. He wanted to go left towards the middle, and Giannis came from behind and blocked it and forced a shot clock violation. And then he took a really tough three. And then PG took a tough three. But the funny part is PG with around four minutes left had an opportunity to make a three to put us up seven, 103 to 96, and probably would have won the game for us. Another thing, when it was 100 to 97, Giannis Antetokounmpo had an open layup, and Nick Batum had a really care, or I think it may have been 100 to 96. Nick Batum had a careless touch foul where he just touched his wrist, basically gifting him a point. Not to mention, Paul George missed three layups in the second half. Three layups. Inexcusable. Paul George, 16 points, 7 to 21, and 2 to 10. Seven rebounds, seven assists. Was he horrendous? No. Did he play well enough? No. Fuck no. But my thing is, I also saw somebody tweet about trying to make fun of Paul George saying PG said he was going to be on motherfuckers' asses this season. Guys, he has been true to his word so far. He had a bad game today. He's having a phenomenal season. Anybody that's, you know, guys, you know I'm the first to get on Paul George's ass, but you can't fault him this season. He's been fantastic. But for us to not score in the last four minutes of the game, this is a problem we can no longer ignore. You know, Serge Ibaka, I think he personally should have been in. You know, he had 15 points and 11 rebounds on 6 of 13 and 3 of 7 from 3. I think he should have been in. But it is what it is. Ultimately, it comes down to the fact that we just go iso ball every time and Kawhi bricks when it matters most. Ever since 2020, he has bricked when it matters most. The last time he can really, I remember him really closing out a game besides game six against Den, uh, Dallas in the GSL was in 2020. Various games that I can name. 
But for whatever reason, since 2020, Kawhi has choked far more than he's won us games. This is a complete concern because you know the problem with the Clippers, as I said. What did I say when we lost the Nets the other day? Why do I think we're not ready to win the championship right now? We're too much of a jump-shooting team. We rely on our jumpers. We don't get by guys enough. And at the end of the game, for whatever reason... Even if we're just one-on-one with guys, for whatever reason, our players don't want to get to the basket. They're afraid for whatever reason. I don't know if they're tired or fatigued. They don't want to go to the rim, and they fall in love with these tough jump shots that you know they usually make, but for whatever reason, they don't make it at the end because usually a better defender is guarding them. For example, Giannis and Middleton are the two best wing defenders they have, and I thought Giannis played great defense today. I thought Giannis, his 17 points in the fourth quarter is relentlessness, He wanted it more than Kawhi and Paul George. He outplayed them both. He was the best player on the court today, and that pains me to say because I think Kawhi Leonard is levels above Giannis. But Giannis completely outdid both of them today, and he deserves a lot of credit for that. He had 36-14, 5 assists, 1 steal, and 4 blocks on 15 of 27 from the field. That is domination, in my opinion. 19 for Chris Middleton on 6 rebounds and 8 assists. 6 of 14, 2 of 5 from 3, but... Let's get back to it. I mean, the jump shooting, man. A jump shooting team. We don't get to the rim nearly enough. We don't get enough easy baskets. And then, you know, after the game, in my opinion, I just think Kawhi and Paul George need to be better. Like, straight up, just need to get more aggressive and get to the rim. But whenever this happens, and by the way, Kennard again not being played, this is becoming a real problem that we just spent. You know, you guys, the Clippers, are the ones that spent $64 million on this guy. You made our expectations slightly high. I've not been disappointed with Kennard, really. I'm disappointed at the fact that you guys put the expectations on him and you guys are benching him right now. You know what I'm saying? And I think that we could use Kennard more. But here's another problem we have. The problem is, we, as I said, we rely on our jumpers and every single person, all these casuals that don't watch the Clippers always go, Clippers need a point guard. Clippers need a playmaker. When? After we lose, though. Whenever we win, it's none of that narrative. Whenever we're playing great offense, splashing on everybody, oh, no, 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 nobody says a word. Then all the casuals that support other teams want to say that we need a playmaker that badly, as if we don't create good shots the whole game. You guys think Steve Nash is going to pop out of retirement and come in and give Kawhi open jumpers at the end of games? That's just not how it works, man. That's just not how it works. Kawhi and Paul George need to not just die every time people go switch everything in the fourth quarter. I mean, you really, you guys really think Kyle Lowry, I'm sorry, as if we're going to get Kyle Lowry. I mean, obviously, ideally, if we got Kyle Lowry, it'd be fantastic, but we would have to give up a haul for him. You know, people think, I don't really don't think that the point guard thing, I think people stretch it so much. I think what's more important is if we get somebody that can take people to the basket, maybe somebody who can score a little bit on the inside. Every person says this thing about the playmaker acting like the Clippers don't generate good looks. Acting like Kawhi and PG need people to put them in positions for them to succeed. And I think they self-inflict their own harm. They need to be the ones that change these things. They need to be more aggressive. They need to get better shots. And for God's sake, just make a fucking shot when it counts, Kawhi Leonard. Jesus Christ. Like, I don't know, man. It's, It's gotten ridiculous, man. It's gone ridiculous. Kawhi, 25 points on 10 of 21. We didn't score for the last four minutes. Clipper fans, it's not time to panic, but as I said before, we're not going to win a championship right now as currently constructed. I highly doubt it. I just don't think it's going to happen. We need somebody. 
either somebody that can take guys off the dribble all the time or somebody that can finish around the basket better because Serge is not an interior scorer by any means. Zoo still doesn't really have post game, and Marcus Morris Sr. is a jump shooter. We need easier baskets. We don't generate enough easier baskets. So if we lost, it's not the biggest deal in the world. The fact of the matter is, though, that the Lakers, as we're going to get to them in a second, took our spot as the second seed right now. And to be honest, second and third don't really matter in this season without home court advantage. But I just want us to be in the best form possible and win these games for our own confidence and for the fans' confidence. Like right now, Kawhi Leonard is in. The way it's going to go right now, I'm thinking we're just going to choke it in the second round. The way it's looking, if I had to play a pick, we're going to choke it right in the second round. You know, we need to figure it out. We need to figure out how to close games. We need to stick to our stuff. We have a very similar problem to the Celtics in terms of closing out games. We really do. They, we talk about the same thing with the Celtics. You guys know. We talk about them all the time, about how they revert to their iso ball ways. But anyway, that's it for the Clippers. Next game is against those very Celtics. So, you know, a team that Tatum always outplays Kawhi, it seems, in close games. So I'm not too confident going into that, especially with them winning two games in a row. But we'll get to that in a second. Let's go to the Lakers. There's really not much to say in this game. They were playing the Warriors today. And, of course, Dennis Schroeder is back for the second game in a row. And, man, they just blew them out of the water from the jump. I mean, look, Kevon Looney and Draymond Green, against certain good teams that play really good defense, unless Stephen Curry is, like, scorching, they have zero chance if they're going to be complete liabilities on offense. I know offense is more than just scoring, but Draymond Green was exploited tonight. Kevon Looney was exploited tonight. It was like the Lakers, it's like the Warriors are playing three on five on offense, and the Lakers were creating turnovers. LeBron was killing it again with his weak side rotations. And, you know, with, with teams like that have a Dame and a Steph that you throw two, two people at them at the top. And by the way, great ball pressure from the Lakers. Shooter, Caruso, THT, everybody. I think everybody that played for the Lakers today just played with a lot of heart and energy. But you throw two guys on Steph, you throw two guys on Dame, he makes the pass for the four-on-three. LeBron's done a really good job of rotating and being right there to create a turnover or to make him make the person that's receiving the ball on that roll see him right away, and that flusters them. And the Lakers got out and got a bunch of easy baskets, and they just ran away with it. It was not even a contest. The Lakers' defense was superb. Dennis Schroeder has come back, and it's crazy because Dennis Schroeder is the only lineup change that has come back, and they went from looking like a freaking lottery team to a championship team again. Unbelievable. And look, his stat line doesn't even look good. 12 points on 3 of 9, but his plus minus is glaring. Plus 32. That is insane. By far the best of anyone on the court. And he only had 12 points and 6 assists on 3 of 9. Plus 32 for Dennis. KCP... Didn't have a great shooting night, 9 points, 1 of 5. But, guys, in a win, you know how it is. That means you did something right. Warriors, though, if Steph Curry is not hitting, like, everything, and I'm, if he's not having a good shooting night, 2 of 7 from 3, 5 of 13 tonight from the field, 16 points, it's not going to be enough. He has too much pressure on him with this team that he needs to perform that well. Andrew Wiggins having 3 points, I mean, that's never going to do it. 1 of 5, never going to do it. Draymond, minus 22. Wiggins, minus 26. It was, it was just not the night for the Warriors. Probably, I mean, you could argue this was their worst game of the season. The Warriors lose it 117-91. to LeBron didn't even play the whole fourth quarter. And that's what happens when you play so well that you can have rest the entire fourth quarter. And that's because LeBron played that well. 
you know, in the first quarter. He set the tone well. He did his job leading this team. 19 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks on 7-12 from the field and 3-5 from 3 for LeBron. I thought Markeith Morris was really good tonight. 13 points. He was in the starting lineup again. 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 of 8 from the field and 2 of 4 from 3. The Lakers move on to 24 and 11. That moves them back into second place in the West. The Warriors at 19 and 16. I mean, look, they already won against the Lakers at Staples Center already. I wouldn't expect them to win it again. So I really don't think it's that bad of a loss for the Warriors. Warriors fans, you. by the way, I need to say something about Wiseman. You know, I really like Wiseman, but it's tough when he's been so... He has not had the easiest rookie year. I mean, he's had injuries. Steve Kerr took him out of the starting lineup. He's had a really weird year with development. And it's kind of a tough thing because you have a team that is, when Clay comes back next year, they're in a, they're, Stephen Curry and Draymond Green are in the, the twilight of their prime right now. Like, they've got a couple great years left ahead of them. Mostly Steph. I don't know about Draymond. He's still good, though, Draymond. But, you know, when Clay comes back, we don't know how he's going to look, but I'd assume he'll still be pretty good. You know, they want to take advantage of this team and try to get him to get Steph Curry the best chance to compete for championships before he retires or before he starts declining. And Wiseman is a young player who needs to develop. So it's kind of hard. It doesn't fully fit the, the timeline. So that's why I've seen a lot of Warriors fans say, you know, I wish we had drafted LaMelo or something because he seems a little more uh, league ready. But honestly, they just got to find a way to develop Wiseman a bit better, in my opinion. Somehow, you need to give him more reps. Uh, I hope he stays healthy, but the Warriors fans need to be realistic with what this season is. This season is, is we need to make the playoffs. That's it. Because Steph Curry is one of the best players in the league. Your expectation should be to make the playoffs. He, do, he has clearly enough help to make the playoffs. Draymond Green, I said it. He's not an all-star necessarily, but he still has an all-star impact to games. And against those ter uh, worst teams, not like the Lakers, Draymond's impact is felt, even with his offensive uh, deficiencies. And Andrew Wiggins, Kelly Oubre, I mean, they, they're, they're, they're having solid seasons at the end of the day. Oubre started out slow, but he's gotten much better. Wiggins is having a very good season, but he's slowed down. It's kind of like they switched spots in a way. But once again, to me, this Warriors team is a first-round exit and nothing more. And if they do that, that's a good season for them this season. And then they wait for Clay to come back. But that's about it. Good win for the Lakers. Great win for the Lakers. Let's move on to the final game that we're going to talk about before we go to the live subscribers. 100 plus waiting patiently in the chat. I knew this was going to be the case because the Clippers lost and all of them get their dicks hard whenever the Clippers lose because they're freaking pussies. Anyway, let's go to the Wizards and the Celtics. Um, the Wizards on a huge roll. Seven out of eight game, uh, wins. Seven. They've won seven out of their last eight. The Celtics... Just came off a win against Indiana, but Jalen Brown was load-managed tonight. He has a sore knee. So I was hoping that the Wizards take advantage of the load-managing player. Um, but the Celtics got off to a decent start, especially Kemba Walker. And for, But after that, it, it was just a really, in my opinion, I didn't watch it in depth. Boring game, though. A lot of stoppages. A lot of bad shots. Just some really bad stretches of basketball, in my opinion, being played at this point to this game. A lot of classic Celtics, high pick and roll. Um, just high pick and roll and isolation for the Celtics, typical. But I thought Westbrook was really energetic. You heard Scal and Mike talking about it in commentary. You know, he, he only knows one speed 
In the beginning of the season, we weren't seeing that 100 miles per hour Westbrook, though, but he started to turn into that, and that's a huge reason, almost entirely the reason why the Wizards have been doing so much better lately. He's been a lot better. Tonight, he had 24 points, 8 rebounds, and 11 assists, but he did have some turnovers. He had 5 turnovers to 4 assists, so more turnovers than assists is always a no-no. However, the, the Wizards were sticking around, but they looked like they were going to take this game because Bradley Beal could not be stopped. 46 points in the game 16 of 29 from the field 3 of 6 from 3 and 11 of 12 from the line he is a true three level scorer can take it to the rim dagger step back great mid-range and a three ball and bradley beal here's my thing though all these people all these bitches on twitter so soft 10 games ago 15 games ago free beal hashtag free beal get him out of there have you ever heard of something called don't quit patience, wait till halfway through the season, and keep faith in Westbrook for at least the season. If You mean you traded for him. Uh, here's my thing. I thought, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that I wasn't wrong. I, I was starting to say that Westbrook may not be the same anymore. But I never said trade Beal. Because he chose to be there. He re-signed for the Wizards. Don't tell me free Beal as if he's some prisoner. He wasn't giving his all on defense, and he was pouting and complaining for like a lot of it. He's had some great games he had some great games in the beginning of the season but he had some where he didn't close it out and he didn't play good enough defense this is a two-way game so every time you give me this oh this guy he doesn't have enough help make sure he's playing defense before you say that because if he's just doing offense no other players need help because this is not a two this is a, not a one-way sport you need to do both and bradley beal because of westbrook's uh ascendancy lately his points are starting to mean more and he's starting to, you, I can see the difference in body language. I can see him pointing to the bench and clapping after they get a stop. It's not the same as what when the free Beal stuff, when his wife was posting on Twitter. Guys, we need to stop giving up on these players and these teams so easily. There's something called patience in sports. Not everything is going to click right away. This season is a weird season. You need to give them time. E oh, let me just get to the end of this game. Jesus, I almost forgot. So the Wizards were up by like five points. And then Tatum scores a quick deuce. They get a stop. Tatum comes back again and scores another another bucket at the rim. Looked like it may have been an and one. And then the Wizards had a little taste of their own medicine. Remember that game against the Nets a couple weeks ago we talked about where the, the I think it was Joe Harris threw the inbounds pass in and they lost the ball and then uh, Westbrook hit the three. Well, a similar thing happened to the Wizards tonight. They inbounded to Beal in the backcourt. And the Celtics, Jason Tatum, and I forget who else, very smart. They didn't foul right away. I, I, I'm very, I highly recommend the approach of wait till they get it across the eight-second violation, the eight-second timeline before you intentionally foul, just to see if you can get that steal. And Beal slipped on the ground and fell out of bounds. So the Celtics got a chance to win the game. And Jason Tatum, how many times have we said he just steps back and shoots that contested three to win the game? How many times have we seen him miss it this season? Jason Tatum with his second game winner of the season tonight. His first one was against Detroit. He took it. Oh, third, actually. This is Tatum's third game winner of the season. He had the opening night against the Bucks. He had the game against the Pistons. And now tonight, taking it to the rim strong and laying it in. And if you're a Celtics fan, this is such a big sign because Tatum took it to the basket three straight times to end the game and win the game and it's like oh my god Tatum like 
you can go to the rim to end a game. You don't have to shoot a contested jumper. The Clippers should learn from that. And Jason Tatum won it basically single-handedly at the end. I got to give it to him, man. That was what superstars do. Without Jalen Brown to step up like that and the Celtics, who were up majority of the game, win it. The Wizards, what a bad, bad loss that was. Bad loss. Beal had a chance to win the game and he was double teamed in the corner and he still took the shot. Funny enough, he almost made the shot. But Jason Tatum, 31 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, 12 of 22, 3 of 10 from 3, not great. 4 of 4 from the line, though. Kemba Walker, I saw something. I think the Celtics are 12 and 1 or 8 and 1 or 9 and 1. Something really good when Kemba Walker scores 20 or more. 21, 5 rebounds, 8 assists for Kemba tonight. 7 of 17, 3 of 7 from 3, so better. And 20 points from Tice, a lot of which came in the fourth quarter. A huge lift for the Celtics. He was 8 of 11. So the Celtics with two wins in a row, 17 and 17. And because the East is so trash, they are fourth or fifth in the East somehow. By the way, a special shout out to the Miami Heat who are back in the playoff race. All my subscribers were asking me what I thought about the Heat early in the season. I told you, stay with it. It's going to be okay. Do not doubt the top 10 player in the league that Jimmy Butler is. Because he makes the difference. Anyway, that's it for me tonight, guys. Big win for the Celtics. Big game for Jason Tatum. Terrible loss for the Wizards, but the Wizards have still won seven of their last nine. So I still think the momentum is great going in their favor. The Celtics will try to go for three in a row on Tuesday against my Clips. They're going to go for the season sweep. I hope the Clips bounce back. They do very well coming off of losses. But Jalen Brown should be back from his little load management game here. So it should not be easy. That's it for me tonight, guys. Thanks for joining me. Let me know what you think. Now we move on to the live subscribers.